In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. Dear brothers and seminarians, dear faithful, because of the lateness of Easter this year, because it fell so late, there's only going to be 24 Sundays after Pentecost. And we could look at these 24 Sundays and divide them into three basic groups, um, sort of according to their treatment of chronological things. Um, the first Sundays look to the past and seek to renew the mysteries of Easter. Then the last Sundays look towards the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in, on the last day. The Sundays in between the, those two Sundays uh, really focus on our present life of suffering and struggle as, as members of the church militant. So the first Sunday is considered the past, the middle Sunday is the present, and then the last Sunday is the future. And this fifth Sunday is kind of a shifting point in the series of Sundays. Up to now, we've been sort of renewing the Easter mysteries by seeing our Lord as being the one who saves us and protects us. On the second Sunday, we considered our Lord as a landlord who makes a feast for his guests. On the third Sunday, he was the good shepherd who goes after the lost sheep. And then last Sunday, he was the good fisherman who draws chosen souls into his church with his net. But today we're not, the, the church doesn't sort of draw this, this tableau where it represents our, our Lord under one of these images in order to convey to us what he brings to us by, by his redemption and the fact that he's our savior. But rather it has us look to the present by teaching us lessons about love towards our neighbor. And this is a very frequent theme in the succeeding Sundays, this love towards one's neighbor. Originally, this Mass, with its propers, was assigned to be the Mass for the Sunday after the Feast of St. Peter and Paul. And that's why the Epistle is by St. Peter. Um, and if you look at the series of the Masses, you, you find this to be strange, because you would discover that the Epistles are universally uh, from St. Paul, and they follow a certain order, according to the order of the epistles that you find in the New Testament, starting with the Romans, and, and the church just goes systematically uh, taking excerpts from these epistles um, in, the, in all the Sundays after Pentecost, but this one is an exception, where we have um, uh, an excerpt from the first epistle to Saint, of St. Peter. And, but that's also why this Mass has such a strong theme of love of neighbor, which both the, the epistle and the gospel emphasize, um, if, if you're specifically choosing the epistle, you can match it with the gospel. But if you're just taking the epistles as they come in, in order, you're not so much able to match it with the gospel. So let us just consider um, briefly this, this teaching of, of today's Mass about love of neighbor. In the epistle, our first pope, St. Peter, he provides us a very practical exhortation for having a perfect community life. And we, we um, who are members of, of the Holy Cross community, should especially perk up our ears when he speaks to us um, because it's so important for us to live community life as best as possible. When he speaks about charity towards the neighbor in community, there's one thing he emphasizes above all, and that is the question of unity, that everybody be one in the community. First of all, unity in prayer. We, we are to pray together as a community. Uh, and I suppose that that just not, does not mean um, just getting together to, to pray, but it also means praying in a harmonious way, such that um, we're, we're not 
sort of some going faster than the others or some going slower than the others, uh, some, some trying to make their voice uh, overpower the others or, or some perhaps not paying to the attention uh, to, the, to the pitch of the chant or, or what have you. You know, we just sort of all harmoniously uh, pray that it, it sounds good and unified. Then secondly, he points out, and, and this is much more important, how much we need unity of affection. That, that we really strive to be one in our affection towards one another. Um, that, that, that really the glue that binds people together is this mutual sympathy that we have for one another. That we make an effort to see one another in the right light. Uh, we must not be seeking to find a way to judge that the other has done wrong or find fault with the other. And even, he, he says, when others do wrong to us, that's not an occasion for you to give them wrong in return or to, to return evil for evil. Um, don't allow the situation to degenerate to that level when people are doing evil in the community that you just multiply the evil. Consider these precious words in the epistle of, uh, of St. Peter today. Show sympathy toward one another in brotherly love. Be merciful modest, humble. Never return evil for evil or abuse for abuse. On the contrary, pay back with blessings, for this is your vocation. And in the end, you will inherit blessing. And we can say, how, how could a community that followed this advice possibly be anything but happy and blessed? In the Gospel, we, we hear some strong words from our Lord's most important speech, His Sermon on the Mount. This is um, the sermon, of course, where He sets out His entire program, sort of the entire vision of, of our Lord for this New Testament spirituality, um, the, the full revelation of what it means to, to love and serve God. And we find in this speech that our Lord has a hatred for hatred. He has some very strong words against the sin of anger, against those who lash out in anger against others. Everyone that's angry with his brother shall be subject to judgment, he says. It's not just a question of those who commit murder. Don't just be worried if you're a murderer if you have any anger, you need to be worried. You're going to be subject to punishment if you have any anger that is unjust. And those who employ the abusive language that, that St. Peter was speaking about will likewise be punished. So, so there's the anger of, that, that expresses itself in words that he emphasizes, not just that expresses itself in actions of violence, but also in words. This is true even when they use seemingly mild expressions like raka, which is, which is the expression meaning like airhead. That's the meaning of raka, like an air, somebody who's simply empty-headed. Um, or they use the word fool, you fool, you foolish person, you idiot. Um, so then our Lord indicates that how God looks on the state of someone who is in the state of anger uh, with someone else who's not talking to them and has not made up with them. How, how God sees such a person. 
And effectively, our Lord is, is saying to them, look, if you have this grudge against your brother, if you have something against him, you haven't made up with him, and you're going to Mass, then turn the car around first and, and drive back and, and go to your brother and make up with him first. And then you come to Mass. Because it's just not going to be pleasing to God if you're not reconciled with him. Basically, God is saying, look, I don't want to see you. Don't come to worship me and offer me gifts if you have not reconciled with your brother. Go make up with him first and then come back. So important to God is this fact that we are unified as a community. Um, that, that we don't have this, such an opposition, such a grudge that we're not on speaking terms when we, we have not uh, made up with one another. So this fifth Sunday is the first of many Sundays after Pentecost that will speak to us about the love of neighbor. Um, it's the first occasion for us, therefore, to examine ourselves um, on our attitude towards our neighbor in the light of the teaching of, of our Lord and St. Peter. Uh, do I hold grudges against others? Do I harbor this bitterness in my heart to, to others? Am I, am I quick to anger and slow to forgive? Do I call others names in, in my speech or perhaps even in my thoughts, um, lashing out against them? If we find any of these dispositions in our soul, let us strive hard to wipe out our uncharitableness. Let us strive to, to be merciful, modest, and humble, and definitely to be more like the sacred heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.